Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. Good morning. Right now at 5, a car slams into a house late last night in central Bakersfield. A look at the damage left behind. Plus, expanding vaccine eligibility in California. Soon, everyone 16 and older will be able to get the COVID-19 shot. We have details on the rollout of this new plan and when your turn will come. And local businesses are preparing for the first weekend in the red tier. With loosened restrictions, some are bringing customers back inside for the first time in nearly a year. A look at the preparations on this Friday, March 26, 2021. And good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole Gitsky in for Alex Fisher this morning. Yeah, good to have you with us, Nicole, and I'm Maddie Jansen. And yeah, we are heading into a big weekend for a lot of those local businesses. So we'll have more on those preparations coming up, but it's also kicking off spring break for uh, a lot of students in Kern County. So what is the weather looking like? I know everyone wants to know, Kev. Well, it was a beautiful evening yesterday. In fact, I made my way out. One of my favorite restaurants, uh, California Pizza Kitchen, hasn't been open for months, and they finally were able to open their doors yesterday. So that was nice. Took a little stroll by the uh, park there uh, along the river. So it was just a great evening to get out. And I want to show you a couple of pictures that I have, one that I captured and one our very own producer, Katie, captured. This is the one downtown that she captured with some of these clouds last night. And you can see just a beautiful shot there, a little pinkish glow. And and uh, you can see in my neighborhood as I took a walk last night, uh, some broken clouds and we'll continue to see that a little bit this morning and then sunny skies throughout the afternoon. And uh, as we take a look at the skies right now, one thing you're noticing if you're in the Kern River Valley, you may be getting uh, some shower activity here. You know, we're on the we're just on the western edge of a system that is going to be moving out of here. But up in the Kern River Valley, uh, you may be getting a few little showers this morning before this heads on out. We've got a temperature of 51 degrees in Bakersfield this time and east southeast wind at five miles per hour and you can see hour by hour the skies improve and we're going to be near 70 this afternoon for the mountains. Just a light breeze right now 37 degrees with a west northwest wind at seven and as we take a look at the watches and warnings there are none for Kern County so that is a good thing and you can see up in the mountains today we'll continue to see clearing skies and mid 50s on the board. We'll talk more about our weekend warm up coming up in just a bit. Back over to you. All right thanks so much Kev. We begin with major news on the coronavirus front. Governor Gavin Newsom announcing everyone age 16 and older will soon be eligible to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So just a few weeks, there'll be no rules, no limitations as it relates to the ability to get a vaccine administered. Governor Newsom making the announcement yesterday morning following similar announcements from the states of Georgia, Texas and Louisiana. The California Department of Public Health released the, this image showing just how it will work. People 50 or older will be eligible starting next Thursday, April 1st. And anyone 16 or older can get the vaccine starting April 15th. Also mentioned if an eligible person goes to get a vaccine and that family member with a family member, that family member can also get the vaccine. No questions asked. Meantime, the death toll from coronavirus continues to climb in Kern County. Public Health reported 19 new deaths yesterday. Remember, these deaths happen in January and February. Health officials are just now confirming them. Public Health also announced 58 new cases. 83 people are currently in the hospital being treated for more acute symptoms of COVID-19. 16 are being treated in intensive care units. As we surpass more than 1100 COVID-19 deaths here in Kern, it's important to remember these are people, not statistics. 
17 News is reaching out to those who have lost loved ones to the coronavirus, providing a space to share photos and memories. We're calling it the Those We've Lost Gallery. If you'd like to share a picture, we have a link on our website, KGET.com. Bakersfield College is helping to vaccinate Kern County residents. Today, the college will offer 1,000 Johnson & Johnson vaccines during a drive through clinic. Now, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a one-dose shot, so those who get the shot will not need to schedule an appointment for the next dose. It's happening from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at BC's campus on 1801 Panorama Drive. You are encouraged to make an appointment by heading to bakersfieldcollege.edu slash studenthealth clinic. And until April 1st, eligibility for the vaccine remains as follows. Anyone age 65 or older, healthcare workers and first responders, teachers, farm workers, childcare workers, those in emergency services, pregnant women, and people with serious health conditions like cancer, type 2 diabetes, and chronic kidney disease, along with people with developmental disabilities and those in certain work settings like public transit and the prison system. If you are eligible for the vaccine right now, you can sign up for an appointment using the state's website, myturn.ca.gov. You can also call 833-422-4255 to schedule an appointment. 505 is your time now. The transition into the red tier has many local businesses like Firestone Grill excited about the weekend. 17th Ileana Capellan caught up with the general manager of the restaurant about how the pandemic has affected them and how opening day went after a year of not seating customers inside. Ileana? That's right, Maddie. This town favorite is finally welcoming guests inside again. General Manager Corey Billingsley says he can't thank the community enough for their support over the past year, and he's excited to see everyone back in the restaurant. But the past year didn't go without any struggles. It's been, you know, a year, over a year. It's been over 365 days since restaurants like Firestone Grill were mandated to shut down due to the pandemic. They have followed the state's COVID-19 guidelines strictly and have only had takeout service since last March. So on Tuesday, when it was announced that Kern County was shifting into the red tier, they prepared to welcome their first dine-in guests in over a year. Following the, the, the rules in place were something that we all agreed, all the restaurants agreed um, to do and, and you know, we're, we're we're happy that we were able to do so throughout, um, you know, and, and, and stay afloat. We are just trying to, to, to do what we felt was, was best for, you know, our employees as well as our customers. Um, you know, we, we weren't too concerned about, you know, what any other place was doing. Um, we just knew that we had to do what, what you know, what we thought was best for us um, and what worked for us. When regulations allowed outdoor dining, they allowed guests to have drinks out on the patio, but all orders were mostly to go. As a family-owned business, the shutdown still affected them, causing fewer staff to wear multiple hats. We, we had a few few people that, you know, bartenders and, and counter people that would, you know, help in the kitchen, um, you know, help you know, bartend, make a couple drinks and come right back to the kitchen and kind of, you know, became more versatile, I guess, um, which, you know, benefited us and benefited them as well. And, and you know, we're appreciative of all, all of our staff as well. The restaurant has removed bar top seating and has space tables across the restaurant. Having seats filled and food on the table was a taste of normalcy on Wednesday. It's hard to believe that it's been a year since we've been able to open and, and opening on Wednesday is, is 
yeah, I mean, seeing everybody in here able to sit down and yeah, it's just good to see. It's, you know, families and, and people that are, have been regular since we started that, you know, some of them we haven't seen in a year um, or you just see briefly to go and able to, to talk to them and have a conversation with them. And um, yeah, it's, it, it was awesome to see. Firestone Grill is expecting a great turnout this weekend since they are in the middle of March Madness. In studio, Ileana Capellan, 17 News. Now in education news this morning, Kern High School District says it will bring more students back to school in the coming weeks after returning at-risk students last week. Now, distance learning will remain an option, but for those who want to return to in-person instruction, the district laid out the following timeline. Developmental disabled students who aren't already back will come back April 6th, seniors on April 12th, freshmen on April 21st, and sophomores and juniors on April 28th. Students will continue to receive free meal service through daily grab-and-go meals on campus or drive-through distribution. Daily health screenings, hand hygiene, face coverings, and physical distancing will be continued to be followed. And the Panama Buena Vista Union School District is helping to keep students fed during spring break. The district says this weekend it will hand out food boxes containing apples, oranges, potatoes, chicken, pork, beans, tortillas, bread, milk, and more. It's happening tomorrow from 8 a.m. to noon or until supplies run out at Warren Junior High School on Mountain Vista Drive. Children will be present and there is a limit of one food box per child. We're back here at 518. President Biden's doubling his goal for COVID vaccinations in the first 100 days and taking on critics of his border policy. He answered questions on that and more at his first news conference Thursday. In case you missed it, Tracy Potts has a recap. Hi, Maddie. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This was a wide ranging news conference covering everything from foreign policy to how the Senate operates. But the big issue was immigration and what's happening right now at the border. Questions about migrants at the southern border dominated President Biden's first press conference. He claims the numbers spike every winter, though they are much higher this year, and he's unapologetic about rolling back Trump policies. Rolling back the policies of separating children from their, from their mothers, I make no apology for that. Rolling back the policies of uh, remain in Mexico, sitting on the edge of the Rio Grande in a muddy circumstance with not enough to eat. I make no apologies for that. The administration still refuses to even admit there's a crisis, much less address it. We keep hearing strange mixed messaging from the White House podium like, now is not the time to come as if there will be a good time to break the law and come illegally. The president announced a new goal for COVID vaccinations, 200 million shots in 100 days. We're well over halfway there, though new infections are up in more than half the nation. Another hot issue, voting rights. The president angry over new state laws requiring ID, restricting mail ballots, and early voting. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. House Democrats approved a bill requiring early voting, automatic and same-day registration. Republicans argue the federal government's trying to run state elections. And in case you were wondering, President Biden does plan to run for a second term in 2024 with Vice President Harris. He confirmed that at the news conference. I'm Tracy Potts, 17 News. 
Congressman David Valadeo joined us in studio yesterday to talk about several topics, including the influx of migrants at the southern border. He says many people trying to get into the country are lying about their age and taking advantage of our nation's asylum laws. Valadeo also agreed with Congressman Kevin McCarthy in calling it the Biden border crisis. I think they have to send a stronger message to South America and the president is starting to do that now but when he first came into office and he started to back away from some of the asylum rules that President Trump had put in place it started to send these people over. KGET Business Watch is brought to you by Grapevine MSP Technology Services, the Valley's leading IT service provider. Welcome back here at 524 and your 17 business watch this morning. Listen up peeps and grab a hold of your sweet tooth. A Pepsi peeps partnership tops today's consumer news. That's right. We're talking about a marshmallow soda, a blend of Pepsi and peeps with this soda popping up in color coordinated mini cans just in time for spring just for a limited time though. And you can win Pepsi peeps prizes. Post a picture of yourself enjoying spring with marshmallow peeps tagging Pepsi Hashtag hanging with my peeps and hashtag Pepsi sweepstakes on Twitter and Instagram to enter. The contest ends March 31st. I guess we have to do another taste test with Kevin and Alex. Wow, get excited. And Kentucky Fried Chicken partners with Meals on Wheels to feed homebound senior citizens. The chicken chain donating boneless, skinless chicken breast fillets to local Meals on Wheels programs in select markets, along with 11,000 KFC gift cards honoring the Colonel's 11 herbs and spices to Meals on Wheels volunteers. Franchisees nationwide are also donating food to senior citizens in their communities. Customers can help too by making a donation of at least $11 to provide meals for Meals on Wheels. Well, spring is here and for many folks that means getting outside and getting more active. There are a number of fitness trackers out there, but there's one that's getting popular with pro athletes and regular consumers. Liz McLaughlin shows us what the whoop is all about. In a crowded and competitive fitness wearables market, the Whoop band has an enthusiastic following. We pulled some of the most interesting insights from professional athletes. Garnering buzz through its weekly podcast and notable user base, including NFL star Patrick Mahomes, pro golfer Justin Thomas, and Olympian Kate Courtney. Whoop is a wearable technology that's designed to change behavior and improve health. It's everything from hardware, so you can see this small sensor on my wrist, to software and analytics. An accelerometer tracks heart rate and other metrics, but unlike bands from Fitbit, Apple, Amazon, and others, Whoop doesn't count steps, instead logging sleep, recovery, and strain. Strain is a measurement of cardiovascular load, so we're looking at elevated heart rate for periods of time and calculating strain as a result. Users get the tracker for free with a monthly subscription of $18 to $30, a bigger long-term cost than competitors, but one that Whoop user and data scientist Jessica Dunn says has been worth it. It is an eye-opening experience. Over the past year, she's used analysis reports and daily coaching in the app to make behavioral changes, improve her sleep, and adjust her workouts. I wake up and this this recovery is is calculated for me. You know what days you should be pulling back and what days you should be pushing a little bit more. Pros to everyday consumers making small changes to optimize performance. Liz McLaughlin, NBC News.
And we're back here at 555 with some breaking news uh, coming into our newsroom now of a large police presence in some SWAT vehicles and an area near a field in Northwest Bakersfield. 17th Ileana Capillan is joining us live from the scene as she learns a little bit more about what's going on out there. Ileana, what can you tell us? What can you see out there right now? Maddie, we just arrived here and as you said, it is kind of dark. We are seeing just a field is where we're at. But if you look over in the distance, you can see some police presence. They have been blocking off the streets as we drove up. Um, there were about four or five police cars blocking the street. We are on the corner of Allen and Reyna currently, but police is out here. Uh, Kern County Sheriff's deputies are out here blocking off the streets um, and then passing Veterans Elementary School. There were a few SWAT vehicles lined up and parked in there. So right now we're we're going to try to get closer. But as of right now, this is all the information that we have at this time. As we said, this is breaking just a couple of minutes ago that we got word of heavy police presence. And so we showed up and this is what we see so far right now. All that we know is that BPD seems to be covering this case and they say that it's an ongoing investigation. As we find out more, we'll let you know. Back to you, Maddie. Ileana, is this like a neighborhood? Are there a lot of houses nearby? This is a neighborhood. It looks like um, each each neighborhood in here kind of intertwines and there's a couple of uh, cul-de-sacs that we had to go through to get to the spot that we are at. We are currently in the middle of a field. However, on the other side over off to my right hand side is where all of the homes are and it seems like there's a turn that we can take and we're going to try to get in there and see more of the presence and see what's going on a little bit deeper into the neighborhood. Does it look like then the police presence is focused on the neighborhood or the field more? It's looking right now like it's focused more into the neighborhood. All right. Well, yeah, let us know. We'll check back in soon. Thank you so much, Eliana. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.